to episode 27 of the SVOPA podcast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Joe. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 27 of the SVOPA podcast for May 2014. Don't forget you can get in touch at podcast at svopa.co.uk and follow us on Facebook. And uh, say hi to Joe, you okay? I'm fine, thanks. Hi everyone, good to be back with you. And don't forget you can also leave us a voicemail on 0161 298 It is true, but you can obviously contact me and I'll give my personal phone number at the end as well so it's been quite a, a crazy month hasn't it really it has yeah we just seem to be getting a little bit behind but we're caught up now so we're fine we're good to go and we've got a good podcast coming up haven't we we have it's going to be a bit shorter because we want to get it out before the reunion just to give some last minute updates which is happening just a week on saturday so it's it's come round so quick it has yeah it's, uh, I think it's going to be good, though. It was a bit slow to start off with with booking, but we're up to 40-odd people going now, which is fantastic. We are, and there is still some room, so hopefully you'll get to listen to this before basically for Friday, because I do need to close the bookings on Friday. Um, so do get in touch with us, and we'll get you on that list, and obviously you need to just get your payment in as well. So as well as all the uh, reunion updates and everything, we've got event updates. We've got an interview with Leah Todd, who some of you will remember from school. We have, and we've got Around the School in 10 Lessons, Episode 7, or Lesson 7. And um, we've got a few people joining us again, haven't we? We've got Danielle, Dave, and Leah stayed with us as well. Yeah, so it's, like we said, it's a little bit shorter, but hopefully you'll enjoy it, and it'll give you a chance, if you want to, to book for that reunion. Why not come and join us at one or two or all of them? Right, so um, like we said, there is still time to book for the reunion and I want to give you some rough idea of what's happening as well for those who who are taking part and who are coming along. So, I mean, really, the weekend starts on a Friday night, doesn't it? It does. There's a few people, including Michael, staying over at a travel lodge on the Friday evening. So if you're in the area and you want to meet up with them for a drink then you can do that. Just uh, drop Michael a message and he'll sort that for you. Yeah, we're going to put that on Facebook as well. So, I mean, what I'd say is get in touch just in case any of these plans do change because they might do. We are looking to be at the Travel Lodge on Queen's Drive and next to the Toby Carvery. So we're going to have you know an evening in there. And so you know, join us. We had a great time last year. Yeah, so the actual reunion is going to start at about half 11 on the Saturday morning. We've brought it forward. So that's going to start with registration. It is, and then we're going to have our light lunch around 12 o'clock till 1 o'clock. And the afternoon is a little bit, um, it's still open to a few few things. We've got some surprises coming. So I'm not going to say specifically the order because, like I say, it's subject to change, isn't it? It is. It's very flexible at the moment. We've got a few things um, planned and hopefully if they all come to fruition, then it'll be a cracking afternoon. Of course, we will have the AGM. That's obligatory. <laughs> it, it is, but some of the other things we've got. So do come along. You know, we've got some real treats for you this year. OK, so as we say, everything's flexible, but we will make the FA Cup available for those who want it. Um, and then the evening buffet meal will be at around 7 p.m. It will, and then um, we're going to start with the evening entertainment around 8, but we're going to start just after about quarter past 8, we're going to have a quiz, 
And what we're doing on that one is we're going to have team, teams of four. Uh, each member of the team pays a pound to sort of join the quiz, but the winning team will basically get half of what comes in and a little bit will go towards SVLPA funds as well. Yeah, and then the rest of the entertainment is going to be with Rob Clark. So it'll be karaoke and music. If you want to bring your own um, music, then you can do. You can, and if you, you know, we've had the old person bring a guitar and do stuff as well, haven't we? So you know, feel free. You know, it's it's your night at the end of the day. There's no structure for it. There will be um, will be a bar on as well um, with um, you know lagers, etc., and wine. So uh, obviously that's going to be available for you as well. Yeah, so the only other thing is that we, if you're not staying overnight, you will need to have left the building <laughs> <laughs> by uh, by 12. Yeah, because I'm not picking pumpkins up from outside, are you? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't be there, so I don't get that job this time. <laughs> that is true. And just to give you a quick recap on prices, because like I said, there is still time, feel free to give me a ring. It's um, £10 for the dinner time and afternoon, seventeen fifty if you're staying for the buffet as well and £55 for overnight, and we have still got room. And just obviously your membership, which keeps everything running and ticking over, and obviously that was to pay for the newsletters and podcasts and everything for you. If, you, if you're not coming to the reunion, please consider play, paying your subscription because it's only £5 and it really does help. It helps us to be able to send the CDs out for anybody who can't listen to the podcasts and it just helps the association to tick over and for us to be able to do what we do. It does. Well, what I will do is I'll give you my contact details now as well since we're talking about the reunion. So my phone number is 0161 287 1841 and my mobile is 07930 four 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 six five six and if you do ring and do leave a message and you and can guarantee you will like my voicemail message well i'm going to introduce you to leah todd who was at St. Vincent's from around 84 to 94, was it, Leah? Yeah, 92. 92, I think. 92. Yeah. Oh, I'm making you younger than you are, then, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, maybe, you know, how you, you know, before you went to school and that sort of thing? And um, I, I went to St. Vincent's because the school in Newcastle for the Blind, which was called Benwell Dean, that closed down, so I, I went to St Vincent's um, from there, and went right through from. I went in the last year of infants actually into Miss Ward's class, mm-hmm. and I went right through to um, the end, the end of year eleven, and you know, obviously, I, looking back when I look back at school times, I, I am, I always think how much. I learned not just academically, but we, you know, on a home side, it's enabled me to run my own home very well. And I always remember that. I always think of that. And so um, that's one thing. That's one skill that I really did come out of there with. So, do you have any particular memories of school, Leah? Best friends or Ooh. lessons that you particularly liked, or teachers, or, or things that you didn't like equally? Well, I think. Um, um, I wasn't. I wasn't a good girl. Let's just put it like that. I wasn't. I wasn't. I won't be remembered for being really, you know, a, a really good girl. I was probably a bit of a 
a bit of a scally, as they would term. Um, but yeah, I remember um, there was there was a group of us in um, in Bridgman. It was at the time um, under Karen Clark, who is now Karen Megan, and um, we there was me, there was Jane Connor, there was Kathy Rose, there was oh, a quite quite a few of us. But this night we were doing. Um, you know, as you do after hours talking and after hours, um, you know, messing about. And they dared me to go into the dining room and come back with a piece of bread to prove that I'd been. So I, <laughs> so I walked out of the door in Bridgman. It was the noisiest door you've ever heard in your life. And I walked into the dining room and just about to get a piece of bread when out pops Karen from the kitchen and said, are you all right, love? I said, uh, um, yeah, miss, um, I've got a headache and I came looking for you, miss. <laughs> and I just, just got away with it. But the others were, the others were just, that they really were, you know, quite insulting that I hadn't brought the bread back, let's put it like. <laughs> but we were quite naughty. We were, definitely. Um, we did, we did get into quite a bit of trouble for being naughty girls. I think the girls were naughtier than the lads, really, weren't they? I think we um, we were bad, much worse than the lads. It probably were, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And as for lessons, Joe, well, mm, oh, I don't know. I, I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember science. I loved. I loved by um, science in in my year seven when um, I was with Mrs. Simpson, and we we used to go in the, the science room and do the old Bunsen burner thing. And um, I, I do remember that we did about acid, you know, the pH of, of acid and this, that and the other. And yeah. David Williams, who was in my class, and Chris McCausland, who, who some of you will know, um, they dared me to, uh, everything was daring me, wasn't it? Take a, take a tape recorder into science. And when Mrs. Simpson said the word acid, keep knocking the paws off and playing that song that said acid, you know, that ridiculous <laughs> yeah. song. And every time she said it, I had to, and, she, I, and I got into so much, I got a minor study for that. So, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I don't remember, I don't remember being good. The only thing, the only times I was good, Joe, is, uh, is um, singing in chapel and, and things like that. But I do remember you, Joe, um, because we were an instrumental together. And I was I was an oboist as well as yourself. It was you. I and I remember said... you being evil to me. Was I? Yeah. <laughs> because you know you know yourself when you first start playing the oboe, it's the most dreadful instrument noise, isn't it? It's like, it's hateful. It's horrible. Yeah. And you and you didn't want my oboe playing interrupting your excellent oboe playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you saying. You know, well, yeah, but you know, just just try and keep it down a bit. You were saying to me, and I was like, you know, I'm only eight. Give me a break, love. <laughs> so you actually did learn to play it in the end, then, did you? I did, and I was principal oboist when Joe left. Yeah, and then uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and then and then we we had we had another person who, who stepped up and started playing the oboe, and I thought, now I know how Joe felt. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is awful, isn't it? It's like yeah. a cat being strangled, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being an instrument, and I was the youngest in the um in the group, which was awful for me, really, because I was a junior and you lot were all seniors. And I remember that you know I was always there on time, you know, and all the senior girls always walked in at like quarter to five or something and there was quarter yeah. to power left. <laughs> yeah. And I bet you were just the same when you were in the seniors, weren't you? Of course, of course. But well, you know <laughs> But I do remember being this little kid and being the only one that was, you know, out of place really. But that yeah, was quite so... unusual for a junior to be in the instrumental group as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You were quite unique in that. I wasn't and because I was um I was in the choir as well because it obviously singing was part of, was one of my things at, at school, um, and and that you know that was something I did from a very very young age. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Sid Wilson kind of um, kept me on some sort of straight and narrow. And I think when I got into the seniors, it was Paul Manning's that kind of kicked me up the bum and said, you know, right, we're gonna you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that. I think I just was a bit. I, I, I didn't live well by rules. Let's let's put it like that. I found I found St Vincent's quite, quite restricting, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, I, and I heard um, the new head, the new principal, um, talking on here the other, and I thought, what a breath of fresh air that guy is. Yeah, absolutely, he it really is. Breath of fresh air, absolutely, and I, I really hope that the kids um, benefit from from that. He's one of the first people that I have seen who heads a school who, uh, for you know, specialist education, who sees the child before the disability. Yes. And he really does. That isn't just us saying it. He genuinely yeah, no, does. You can tell. Even by yeah. listening, you can tell, you know. He, he's a really nice guy and I was yeah. very, very impressed by, by him. Um, but I, I can honestly say that, you know, everybody, every, a lot of people will remember me for bad things at St Vincent's they will there's no doubt about that but ultimately um I came out of St Vincent's learning a lot you know I, I've learned a hell of a lot of things and I and I've and I've managed to build myself a good life so so if that's St Vincent's influence then it's been pretty good for me really you know so what have you done since you left um okay well I went to RNC for a while and didn't I didn't cope well there because of the a, a few traumas that had happened to me in my last year of St Vincent's. I I suffered very badly through that, and so RNC didn't didn't go well for me. Um, I needed to cope with with what what had happened to enable me to move on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, once I left RNC, I I decided to become a singer, and I sang. I did the clubs as a as a singer for a lot of years, um, and I and I worked like that, and then I went um, into social work. Um, but once I qualified and, and was was ready to you know go into social work, um, my daughter was born, Ruby, and sadly, Ruby had a disability which we didn't expect. I mean, a sight thing would have been, you know, something, well, you know, I, I heard you VI parents discussion the other, the other month. And of course, the sight, a sight wouldn't have affected me as badly, but because it was another disability that she has um, some, a, a condition on the autistic spectrum. And um, because of that, 
it really threw me and she couldn't I couldn't go back into any kind of employment because she really needed me at home mm-hmm. yeah um and then because of that my uh, my first marriage broke down because I, I you know we, we didn't cope with with uh, Ruby's problems too well and uh, well he didn't I did and it was very difficult and then um now I will I'm with my my husband now who's Nick He's the most wonderful person in the world, but then everybody says that about their partner. <laughs> um, and I've got a little boy, um, Logan, and he's um, he's great. And Ruby's doing doing well at what she can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it is it is a difficult one. She's at mainstream and she doesn't cope well with mainstream education. But where we are, there's absolutely no choice mm. for. So we're having to struggle through and get her the help we can. And, and it pains me, really, because I know how much you can benefit from special education. I'm not saying everybody does, but you can. And so it's very difficult for me to stand back and watch her struggle, mm-hmm. if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, I've, um, I've set up my own business. I've got my own business. I'm running um, a pet products company, and uh, we're, doing, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. Oh, by all means, why don't you plug your your business? Yeah. You... <laughs> well, no, I mean it's it, it's it's Ruby Low Pets, and we we do sell all the um the, the you know everything that you could need for you for your dog if you like. Um, it's www.rubylowrubylopets.co.uk. And, um, Am I right in saying that you've just you you breed dogs as well, don't you? Cause... Yeah, we, well, we don't breed as a rule. We 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 um at the moment we're breeding we what what's called assured breeders for the kennel club. Right. So we do um a lot of breeding for the kennel club, and we, this is our first litter, and so they're, they're a, a litter of long coat chihuahuas, and they're absolutely adorable. And I really don't think I'm going to be able to rehome them. I think I'm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sit and I sit and hold them in my arms and think, oh, you just stay here and you'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> how I'll get with that project. I really couldn't tell you right now, oh. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a lovely experience. And and Ruby, as a as a child with autism, has really benefited benefited from um, the dogs because she gets a lot out of that. You know, they don't ask anything of her, and she 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 loves that. She gets a lot out of that. You know, life life is good. Life's pretty good at the moment. You know, I've not got any major issues. I've, um, asked, like I say, if this is what Saint Vincent has done for, for me, then I've come out of it pretty well. Really. Well, thank you very much. I've um, it's been been great talking to you, and you're it's you're going to be joining us on our around the school in ten lessons as well. Yeah, um, well, to you guys, you're doing a really really good job. Um, I, I've really enjoyed listening. To the to the podcast over the last few months, you've uh, you've helped me through many a long night. <laughs> well, thank you guys. You've been uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks a lot, then, and we'll speak to you again soon. Cheers. Why not follow us on Twitter at Join us at one or two or all of them. 
So now we're going to move on to the events and we've only got two to tell you about this time, which makes a change because it's usually a massive list. But we have the meetup in Blackpool, which is on the 21st of June, which up to now is going to be at Liberty on the Square. Yeah, which is a hotel not that far from Blackpool North train station, which is the one most people will come in on. And a few of us are staying over and making a bit of a weekend of it. It's not a big SVLPA weekend as planned, but we've got a few people making a weekend out of it. So by all means, you can join us. And so the main event is going to be Saturday around 12 o'clock onwards. You know, the usual start at 12, finish when the last person goes home. If you do want to, obviously, you just come in for the day, just let us know. If you are thinking of staying over, at the moment, the hotel is only doing two or three night accommodation. So their phone number is 01253. 291155 but you do need to quote booking reference Y for Yankee 89134 and that will obviously link things together but what they're doing is two nights is £79 uh, for dinner, bed and breakfast and if you add the third night it's only £94 which I think is pretty good value really isn't it it is actually, yeah, just over £30 a night is, is pretty good for dinner, bed and breakfast, it is. especially in June. Well, that's it. And if you are a single single person, it's an extra five up per night, which, again, I think is pretty reasonable. So, um, But the main event, like I said, is the Saturday, so it'd be nice to see as many as, as we can. And we might get some new ones being a nice holiday resort as well. Nice. Nice. <laughs> You've got to big it up. Come on. Okay, so moving on to our autumn stroke winter break. This is going to be held at the Lauriston Hotel, which is one of the Vision Hotels in Western Supermare. And that's running from the 14th to the 17th of November. It's £45 per person per night for dinner, bed and breakfast. If you're a member of the RNIB, you will get your 10% off, which makes it £40.50 per night, which isn't half bad for a Vision Hotel, I can tell you that. It's not, actually. I mean, we don't know how long that will still be available, so we would say if you're thinking of booking, you know, do book quite quickly. And actually, if you want to join the RNIB at the moment, they've got nine months free membership. So it's well worth you joining, even if you're coming to the um, to the break in uh, November. Just a little tip there. <laughs> so you can contact the hotel direct on 01934 Do quote SVOPA as normal. And I think you pay deposit and then you need to pay the rest um, a few weeks before you um, you turn up. So there's quite a few already booked, isn't there? So There is. It's usually six weeks before, I think, with the Vision Hotels, mm. but I'm sure they'd be slightly flexible. And I think, like I said, there's about half a dozen booked already. And, and same with Blackpool, there's, there's three of us already booked for the weekend. So just to let you that in mind. And also just looking ahead, um, not set in stone yet, so keep keep an eye out on things. But we are still looking at the music um, singing masterclass in August, um, which will, will let you have more information once that comes out. Yeah, and we will, of course, have local meetups in other places throughout the rest of the year. So don't worry about that one. So um, if you, you know, if you do want to plan something, you know, let us know. We will try and put that into the, a schedule, but we do try and spread them out as well, don't we? So that there's not too many and people don't think they have to go to everything. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we don't want one every month in the same place, do we? So, Not if we can help it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not email us at podcast at 
svupa.co.uk for our new section, Around the School in 10 Lessons. Right, it's time for Lesson 7 of Around the School in 10 Lessons and we've got some special guests and if they're not careful they're going to get detention. So we've got Leah, Dave and Danielle and of course you've got Michael as well who's going to be well behaved, aren't you Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yes miss. Okay, so we're going to cover the corridor upstairs that went from the stairs near the chapel right along to the stairs that went up next to the gym. We are, but we're going to start actually from the gym, aren't we? Because that's where we ended up at the end of lesson six. Yeah. So we're going to sort of walk up them steps and we're going to start with what is, well, what was when I was there and when Dave was there was Rushton. So we'll we'll start with that from the boys' point of view and then we'll... um, We'll talk about what it became afterwards. So, Dave, what do you remember about the, the Rushton section? Oh, goodness me. <clears throat> I mean, we've obviously been going back uh, nearly five years now, Michael. Uh, oh, sorry, 30-odd years. Um, I can I remember the stairs at the side of the uh, the gym area, and as you, you went up there, you turned left, I think it was. As you, um, and now was there... The at the very end of the corridor towards the stairs end, you had like the was it the wash? Was it the wash area? Yeah, you did. You had the sinks, and do you remember the foot bath? Foot baths we used to have as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you had a you had a main dormitory that went into there from the sinks, in, and then you had the next to that going further down the corridor, you had. I think it was Sister Eater. Well, it was Sister Eater at the time. It was. It was her, it was her quarter mm-hmm. where she lived. And then at the very end, there was a little tiny dormitory with two beds and a sewing room in it. Yeah, that's pretty much how I remember it. Later on, that became the senior boys' bedrooms because the juniors moved to somewhere else. And the the little room, you know, the little dormitory at the end, Dave? The, yeah, yeah, where the sewing room yep, got. That oh, actually yep. became a dining room, and really? the sewing room became a kitchen. So um, I'll bring in, because really after that it sort of changed the classrooms, so I'll bring Leah in, because she remembers it turning into and being used as classrooms. Yeah, when the junior boys moved, like you said, they moved up to Louisville, which is, they moved up to there. And they had a joint group, a joint juniors group with, with Louisville and Caulfield. So the girls were in Caulfield and the boys were in Louisville. And we we were there under Sister Paula and it was an absolute riot up there. It was crazy because there was a lot of children and a lot of staff. And it was it was <laughs> it was a crazy time. But anyway, those those rooms became um, classrooms and Above the hall, you had you, you walked up the stairs, you went left, and you had a French room. That was Miss Evans's French room. And then you went through a single door on your right there, and you went along that little corridor, and there was Miss Evans's RE room, 
was the first room. And the second room was Mrs. Elston's English literature room, um, which was my form room for a time. And then there was an independence unit where people used to go in the last year of school to, to stay the night to have, you know, they did their own cooking. Some people went in for a week and, and, and things like that. It was so That was an independence unit, so that was quite good. And then along the corridor a bit further was Mrs. Allen's room. Well, that would have been the, the dining room stroke kitchen that you were talking about, Michael. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that and that was that area. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you remember the independence room and things, Danielle, that side of things? Was that there when you were there? It was, but only for about a year or so um, after I was there. Um, I remember the French room was, was on the left. Um, and then the first sort of room on the left once she'd gone through the door the first thing I remember that being was I think it was um Diane Waits um word processing room where she used to do um word processing um and then the middle classroom was Julie Elson's English and English literature room um and then the end the very end classroom that had the little sort of kitchen part attached to it, I think, was Pam Rotherow's for for a few years. Um, and then she moved downstairs, and that then became the childcare room. Um, and it was only up there for about a year or so, and then it moved downstairs as well. well so. Quick question then, really, to, to Danielle and Leah on this one, because when... The boys, where it was the boys, you had basically, it was a dormitory, a big dormitory, the main room, with sort of dividers in there, with sort of just open doorways. Did they ever put proper doors on and, oh, yeah. and things to turn that section? Obviously, where the kitchen, not the kitchen, the um, sinks and everything were, obviously that was a separate room and that could be used. But the other the other section, the dormitory, was it turned into proper rooms with, so it had a bit of soundproofing? Yeah. It was, but they weren't very soundproof. They weren't, right. No. no. And so if you were in, say, the middle room, I presume <clears> at the end of the lesson you had to go through the next classroom because obviously only no, the door at each other. No, not at all. No, no. If you were in the middle room, you went out of the door of the middle room and into the corridor and turned right. Yeah, they put proper, they were proper so walls, a... they weren't just dividers. Yeah. Right, so they put additional doors on, yes. the, on the wall onto the corridor because originally there was one door right at the top end and then there was another door sort of at the bottom into obviously what became the French room. No, it was it was divided off as a, it was basically separate rooms. There was three separate rooms along that corridor and there was no access from one to the other at all. Right. Apart- I'm going to have to look, have a look at that next time I go. <laughs> um, you would have never been up there, would you, Joe? No, no, didn't only, I mean, the only part of that corridor that I really remember was um, Youth Club was moved up there, but that was when you went right at the top of the stairs, so that's a different area. Yeah, so I think we've pretty much finished in that, in Rushton anyway, haven't we? Or So let's move along the main corridor, so we'll come back out there, we'll go through that double door. There was a big whacking cupboard on the left as you came out of that door. Um, yeah, there was a massive cupboard where people used to put files and things when they were in the French room and, and all that. So. Right. I think one thing that didn't, just going back into where the French room was, because that was obviously where the, the um, bathroom was, they never did remove the the doors, did they, where the baths used to be? Because they're still there today. That's right. And it, yeah. 
and it never stopped smelling like a bathroom. Mm. Well, the sinks are still there as well, aren't they? They're still yeah. there today. So, yeah. mm. so we'll, we'll walk through the other door. So we'll go out and we'll walk through onto the... They're double doors. These were double doors. They are, yeah. And then you've got, again, Dave, I'll go back to you because you, you remember that as the senior boys. Um, yeah, that's right. So really, I mean, what are your memories? Because obviously there was two dormitories and then there was a, a staff room in the middle, weren't there? Like a bedroom. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Obviously, there was the big main corridor and you. Th- there was two. Was there two dormitories? There was, yeah. There was the, the bedroom of whoever was the, whatever they called them, housemasters or whatever they called them in those days. Um, then further down uh, the dormitory, past the dormitories, on the left, you had a turn off just before the stairs. You had through some more double doors, and then there was a a little sink area, a wash like for washing up in, and another little dining area where you had where the the senior boys had their like breakfast. I think that was the only meal they had in there. I think it was, and, yeah. Yeah, and so before you got to that, on the right-hand side was the the door into what was then the library, which I believe before my time used to be another dormitory. Yeah, so what we'll do is go back towards the um, the dormitories again, just to bring some memories back before we go through the change of use, because both dormitories were very similar. They had a couple of dividers in. At the far end mm. of each, there was a row of sinks, um, and... Around, I reckon it must have been about 82, 84, something like that. The first classroom, the first dormitory, if you, you come to, got turned into the typing room. Don't you, you remember that, Joe, happening? Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite a big room. It was, yeah. Uh, put, your, put your bum to the back of the chair, Michael. That's what Mrs Duffy used to always say. <laughs> oh, Mrs, Mrs Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can remember going in there, and and when the first some of the first electric typewriters we got. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, talking of that, who you know thinks back, you know, if we hadn't have had typing, we'd have been a bit messed up really for so many of the skills and things we do today. Oh yeah, definitely. The best yeah. skill I ever learned. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm. It is one of mm. definitely one of the best things. Touch typing. Was yeah. It's like when I'm having them, you know, the assessment you have in work where they check your workplace assessment, you know, is your desk okay? Can you see the letters on your keyboard? It's like, I just tip my keyboard on my side and, oh, can I? <laughs> because I don't need to see the letters. I know I can touch yeah. type, you know. I, I remember Mrs. Duffy used to stick blue tack on the typewriters, do you remember? On the, on the she F did. and J key. She did. And yes. I, I used to get in trouble for picking it off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like I think it was blue tack. I think it was like sticky pads when I was there. She had like some like. And she, and she used to do a braille um, line on your on your work so you could carry on on the same sheet of paper. Did do, do you remember that? No, I don't, I don't know. remember yeah. that. No, I don't. No. She used to braille on your typing paper so you knew where you were up to on that piece of paper. So. Oh yeah. right, that must have been something she started doing later. Yeah, they must, she must have thought of that after I left. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Danielle, what was the what was the typing room area? If you know which room I mean, when you were there, how did that? Yeah, I do. Um, it was kind of still a typing room, but we'd moved on a little bit from there, and we'd got computers. Wow. Um, they were massive yeah. then. To be fair, they were huge. Um, 
but that used to be where it was, I think her name was Sue Peacock. Um, she used to have her, well, again, it was it was sort of ICT, word processing, whatever you want to call it. Um, and she used to be in there. Um, I only ever went in a couple of times when she was there, though, because she, um, in the primary, we didn't ever really go into that room. Yeah. Um, and when I went into year seven, um, she had left, and it then became Steve Irvine's um, room. He, he took, uh, took over in there. Um, and then the there was a little room in the middle of kind of the two big what were dormitories, but I'm, now I'm just trying to think who was in there, and I think it was Heather Douglas's English room for quite a long time. I know it was a classroom, but it was a very small one. It was, because it was a TV lounge. Mm. When the youth club moved upstairs, that actually yeah. became the TV lounge. It did. And the school payphone, or one of them, there was like a double door. There was when we were there, yeah, went to your first door. Right. And then a little tiny corridor and a second door into that. And the um, the, te- the telephone used to be there. That's right. Do you remember I the, remember the TV lounge had that little window in that the staff used to rap on when you were doing something naughty and you had to open the window and say, what, miss? <laughs> and how right. yeah. I remember the windows because they were so the, the the head, the house staff could look out into the two dormitories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Peter Connolly and Dave Wilmot yeah. and, and people before then. So, well, what we'll do is we'll stick with you a second, Danielle, because obviously the next yeah. classroom, we'll go back to that being the youth club in a second. But what was that as well when you were there? Um, the next sort of big, the big room um, was the, the earliest I can remember it was it was the reefer graphics room um, where Marion Heskus um, used to be. Um, and then in about it would have been probably about 2001, 2002-ish. Um, she moved downstairs, um, and it actually became the French room. Um, so it was a decent, you know, quite a decent-sized classroom, that one. Mm, it was, wasn't it? Um, and it was the French room then for probably about five or six years um, until it then moved um, downstairs as well. I mean, I remember it again, like with Dave, when it was a dormitory. And we, when it was a dormitory, that second one is where the TV used to be. Was that there when you were there, Dave? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a t- but but there was a, a main TV there's a, on the main corridor downstairs as yeah, well. Yeah, there was the one downstairs, and there was one upstairs as well, weren't there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, who remembers it when it was turned into the youth club? And any yes, memories of? Yeah, youth- I do. Yeah. yeah. The only place I remember the youth club being was that old wooden shed at the the very end <laughs> yeah. of the playground. It moved up after it, you left. Yeah, yeah, it moved upstairs, and it was sort of like you you went in. If I remember rightly, on the left was that you walked forward a bit, and on the left was the kind of bar where you could get you know sweets, chocolate, drinks, and then all to the right there was there were chairs and. And I think could we play music there as well? Yeah, hi-fi. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was, wasn't tape. there? I think the old youth club. It was a pool not, table, wasn't it? Did they not, not move super. the soft play area to there? The dreamt it. Yes, they, they did. did. They moved the they soft did play. Yeah, for a yeah. short time. Yes, and then right. it moved back again. Yeah, but the the youth club was um, it, it was quite it was quite big when it was there. But it was something is record coming back to me about. There was some sort of, like, it was carpeted, the youth club, right? But at the back yeah. of the youth club, 
There was an area that wasn't carpeted, wasn't there? Well, that would be where the sinks was. The sinks were still right. there from the old um, from the dormitory that ah, took them out. Right, right. I you, we're talking about the new the the new youth club that I don't That's know. Right. Yeah, yeah. What we'll do is we'll move along because um, we're running out of time. We're nearly at the end of our lesson, and so we'll go. In fact, do anyone remember? And I, because you walk down that corridor, and in the middle of that corridor, and I can't remember if it was before or after. I think it was after the second door. There was like a little two partitions and a couple of chairs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like like a mini sort of quiet area on that main corridor. There was like a chaise lounge there, if you like, and mm. and it was very much at shin height, just to whack your shins upon if you ever <laughs> went too near it. Mm. When I was there, though, it was just a, it was more like a, I don't ever remember anyone using it or even sitting there. It was just more like, like a something you passed through, if you know what I mean. I, yes, it was, yeah. I think in yeah. new club you got people sitting outside, what a bit of a quiet, you know, have a talk to someone or whatever. You'd go and sit out there. Um, but yeah, I can remember that. Right, so we'll move along to the um, to the end, and I mean we've already said that there was the, the little kitchen and the dining room. Do you remember what it was when you were there, Danielle or Leah? If I ever got changed to a different room, um, yeah, I knew it as um, it was Frank McFarland's teaching room for quite a long time um, when I was there, and then I think it would have probably been in about two thousand and five or six. Um, it got changed, and I think, to be honest, I think it was just a kind of storeroom. Um, in fact, actually, now I've said that, I think it's where a lot of the old um, the old brailers were kept, and it was used as a bit of a room where um, either Brian McManus or, or sort of more recently um, Dave Bembo, one of the learning support assistants, um, used to do a lot of the brailler repairs because it was a decent-sized you know, fairly decent sized room. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a kind of storeroom slash repair room. Do you remember that as anything, Leah? Or would it? I, I don't I, think I, it I don't, was used. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was more of a storeroom then. Um, <coughs> the only thing I remember along that corridor there is the library. <laughs> yeah, which we're going to go on to in lesson eight anyway, aren't we? So. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. So I think it's time to put the books away and move on to the next lesson. So that brings us to the end of episode 27. Thanks to everybody who helped us out this month and took part. And uh, we will be back with you next month with lots of recordings, hopefully, that Michael has done at the reunion. So that's really going to be quite good. It is. And, you know, so if you want to have a chat and you want to record something at the reunion with us, just just grab hold of, not literally, obviously, but just, you know, grab me so to speak and we can get some things down and they may not go on the next podcast but it's good to have some stuff ready for future podcasts as well isn't it it is definitely if you've got a story to tell some memories whatever it is we're happy to put it in the podcast for you and we may even grab you for some two minute challenges or your um your blind bloopers or even your i confess Oh, yes, we haven't had one of those for a little while. So, yeah, if you've got any confessions, things that you got did at school that haven't been um, 
you know, that nobody knows about and you want to confess, get in touch, podcast.svopa.co.uk. Well, that's the email address. So how else can people can get, can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook by searching SVOPA. We have a page and a group, and the group's got quite a lot of members now, hasn't it? I think it's getting on for 200. It has, and um, some great discussions going on there. Sometimes it's quiet, and sometimes there's all sorts going on. It's really busy. Yeah, so if you've got something you want to talk about, you know, we'll, we'll cover pretty much anything, won't we? We will, you know. Um, we're talking about, you know, we always put the around the school in 10 lessons on there to get some ideas and we always get a lot of feedback on there and then we'll talk about trips and all sorts of things so you know start a conversation yeah come along and join us you can also find us on twitter at svopa and the same on audio boo that's svopa you can so and and if you've got something you want to share again just drop us that email you know podcast at svopa.co.uk and again you can contact me direct on 0161 287 1841 or also on my mobile 07930 Okay, so to give you an idea of some of the other things that you can get in touch with us about, so there's the I confess, but we've not had um, an over to you section for a while either. So that would be good. If you want to just give us a little recording of some of your memories from school, we'd love to feature that as well. Or if you want to come on and do a little interview like Leah did, then, you know, give us a shout and um, you can come on the podcast and do an interview and let everybody know what you've been up to since you left school. Yep. And one thing which we did a few weeks ago, didn't we, Joe, for um, VI Talk, obviously our other project, uh, we did an open Skype night and we may do that. I think we should do that at some point on SVOPA, do you? Yeah, I think we should. We'll sort that out. For now, check out Facebook. We will, if we do it after the next podcast, we'll obviously put details on. But it'd be good to have an open night for about an hour where people can call in and um, and we can just have a quick chat and say hello and ask questions and, and give us feedback as well. So we'll, um, we will arrange that for after the reunion. We will. But if having a chat is your thing and you'd like to get involved with group discussions, then you can always jump in on the VI Talk discussions as well. You know, it isn't, you know, you can you can come along and join in with that because the plan is that after every VI Talk podcast, we'll do a group chat about the subject that we've covered. So, you know, feel free to come along and join in with that as well. You know, that's some of the things which we're doing as well. So, you know, check, check them out and, you know, enjoy them, get involved and, and hopefully make new friends and meet new people. Yeah, definitely, because we love hearing from you and we love, you know, without without all of the members and everybody helping, there wouldn't be podcasts, there wouldn't be Facebook groups. It's it's you guys that make it all possible and make it all happen, really. It is. And I mean, to be honest, that's it's like a, I mean, on the committee, isn't it? I mean, I look at it as it's really it's a it's a service job, isn't it? It's where they're really to sort of serve and to make SVLPA work better. And I'm enjoying it. And I know you're enjoying it. And it's it's not what we get out of it, it's what we can bring to the for other people as well. It is. It's all about community, isn't it? And we are like a you know, we're a community and we all help each other out and it's sharing ideas, isn't it really? And you know It is. One thing I've it was like the other night, wasn't it? We were talking to to Danielle, Dave and Leah at the end after we'd sort of stopped recording, just general general chit chat. And I mean we had me and you left in seventy uh, eight and eighty seven Danielle in 2010, Leah 92, 94, and, um, and Dave early 80s. But like we said, it was like a family. We're all different ages, but we just sat having a, a chat and it was just great, wasn't it? 
yeah so to be able to do that on skype maybe we could bring year groups together or you know it doesn't have to be it it can be all different ages and we can all get together and just have a chat and you know reminisce or talk about what you're doing now and we're happy to do that yeah so we'll we'll get one of those plans soon we'll have to do that so anyway i think that's it from me yeah so all we need to say is um, enjoy the reunion if you're going i shall wait to hear all about it when you all get back mm. and um, we'll see you next month for the podcast yeah thanks very much guys speak to you soon bye bye